Tuesday, April 19, the 109th day of 2022. There are 256 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through in the know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose. Live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app. Using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the commonwealth, and the country. We will also kind of get in on this weather. Uh, yeah, it will feel like June in a couple of days, but uh, another cool day that you have to suffer through. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the No. Settling in to my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. The is my beautiful wife. The beautiful girl. It's me. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm okay. You're here on a Tuesday. I am. But you negotiated special terms that you only had to put forth 70% of your normal effort because you were covering for Yukon Cornelius. Yes. Fact of the matter? Yes. Okay. Well, to, if, for whatever it's worth, it appears to me you're putting forth more than 70% effort. <laughs> you may be up as high as 80% effort, but we'll decide that at the end of the show. Okay. Fair enough. Fair. I have a perfect side hustle for you. Oh, great. You know, lots of people have side hustles. Mm-hmm. They have things that say, oh, well, I do this in my part-time, or I like to do that, or do this. You could make a living by giving people baby name suggestions. A New York woman works as a professional baby namer. She charges people thousands of dollars, helping them pick out the perfect names for their offspring. She charges clients between $1,500 and $10,000 for providing suitable baby names. She goes back through their ancestry. She meets with them to figure out who they are, where they are as a couple, what they want for their child, and then she gives them the name. That's interesting. I mean... I don't understand why people would pay to do that, but I would be happy to you pay. Would, you would uh, enjoy would, it, wouldn't oh, you? Yes, I would enjoy it. I would be happy to take your money if you need me to do that. You would do it for $1,500. I, I sure would. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. You'll do it five or six times a day for yes. $1,500 to, sure to name babies. He is a five-time winner of the Coveted Ohio Newshawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee covering every corner of the globe, London, Budapest, Rio, and Tokyo. He's Sam Gormley and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm here with a cautionary tale. I have some wisdom that I want to hand off to the next generation. Okay. And it may be the tipping point on where that shows that things are seriously wrong in our world. Be ready for your nuggets to shrink in size. I heard about this. So just don't be surprised. Keep a count on your nuggets, Sam. Uh-huh. That 10-piece nugget that you've uh-huh. been used to ordering, don't uh-huh. be surprised if they don't try to shrink that down to so, eight nuggets on wh- you. Wh- so like the 20-piece, if I order that, is it now down to 16? Well, that's my that's my concern is that are they going to have to relabel these things? I uh-huh. need a 10-piece. Okay, well, here are your eight well, nuggets. See, no, I, wait, I ordered 10 pieces, not eight pieces. What I always love is they when they run out of the 10-piece box... And they give you, they try to squeeze in a six piece box and a four piece box. Uh-huh, and see, yeah. I kind of like that because it's easier for me to count. Because if I have the 10, I'm just <laughs> shoveling into my mouth and not how, thinking. How many have I eaten exactly? I, I try to use it based upon, I know when I run out of sauce, I'm five and in. See, I, yeah, see, the amount, <laughs> me considering that it takes you five, it takes me one to, to maybe make it through all 10. I am not like. Really? Oh, I'm a dipper. Yeah, yeah, but the chicken nugget is not meant as a sauce delivery device. Yes, it is. It's a spoon. You notice it has a little handle. The chicken McNugget has a little. It has well, a little the, thumb the on sauce, the side of it, which is good for the just sauce that you said told in. me to try was not good. So that might have been but part of the reason. Just, I mean, all the I didn't even eat half used. of a chicken nugget with that sauce on it. <laughs> I just, I just know that I just happened to run out of sauce in the first container, about five in. And there's a reason they I'm make like, you choose two. When you order it in the app, they no. won't let you choose one sauce. They make you well, choose see, two. And, and, and you know what I do? I'm like, can I please just have one? Because I will not use the second one. Apparently, you, okay. You you get the second one, and, and I get, have a and I have a container on top of my desk filled with. If you ever need buffalo sauce, I got it. Okay, Miss, Misty, when she was here, always knew that that I'd have. We'll switch to sauce. sweet and sour and Oof. keep them. Well, no, you could do one 
one thing, like one little you can flavor. You mix and match. And then you could do the other sweet and sour, and you can put them in my little basket in my office. Well, okay. I, I will make sure to do that. Yeah, I was going to say, because sweet and sour is the last option I would get. Yeah. But if you're not going to eat it anyway, <laughs> right. then Correct. you can just mix and match. And then, and, then, and then the people at McDonald's will think, well, Sam's really mm-hmm. branching out. He's broadening his, his taste palate. It's by. no longer just buffalo sauce or the occasional <laughs> ranch. <laughs> or just, the hot mustard is really good, yeah. too. Have you tried the buffalo and the ranch together? I, yoga. Yeah. Okay. That, now, see, oh, okay. I will sometimes do that and make buffalo ranch. But I know M- Misty, when she was here, where she would always poke her head in and be like, got any ranch? Got any ranch? It's yeah. like the, the black market. It's, it's a hot commodity. <laughs> hey, cold today. Well, cold start. And we're going to have lots of sunshine that will at least warm your heart today, if not warm your outsides. Um, I, I'll be surprised if we get to 6-0. There's a chance we might not. But the official forecast at high is 60 for today. And then maybe some rain later tomorrow. We'll see um, a chilly evening. Could could maybe see some patchy frost again overnight tonight into tomorrow morning. Not extremely likely, but a possibility. And the low temperatures really varied. Lower-lying lower areas were really uh, the temperature fell below what the uh, actual temperature was posted at this morning. So just be aware of that. Sunshine will gradually break through in the afternoon um tomorrow to warm us up well actually on thursday to warm us up and then on friday it'll feel like june at least for friday and saturday it's it's looking really ideal um and the window is great like i mentioned uh well we were in a meeting the other day sam you and i together and i said because for something going on on saturday and the great news at that point was it looked good for Friday and it looked good for Sunday. So it wasn't one of those deals where, oop, they've moved the rain up, the mm-hmm. rain up 24 hours earlier than they thought. So it just looks like everything. Smooth sailing for prom, which is going to be outdoors this year, Grayson County High School. And so it looks like uh, good fortune for both Thunder, prom, and other activities scheduled for Saturday. Mostly sunny today. We'll say the high is officially listed at 60. Clouds return tonight, low of 41 overnight, so don't get rid of the heat just yet. Showers late tomorrow and a high of 68 for your day. Also, uh, I told you yesterday, we kind of wrapped up a look back at Wednesday night storms, and I told you there were eight, and then I realized, well, perhaps that was a little bit misleading because there were four down around Graves and extreme western Kentucky that they that they uh, ruled on first, that they officially said, okay, there were four here. Then they went on up, and there were a total of eight. So when you factor in Graves, Hickman, Hopkins, Lyon, Marshall, Trigg, uh, and then the other counties like Shelby, LaRue, Spencer, Jefferson, there were a total of 12. Mm-hmm. 12 in total from, eight in, from eight Wednesday. In the, like the Louisville area. Yes, eight in the eight in the broader area where we are. Mm-hmm. and then four in extreme western Kentucky. The big news of the day, at least nationally, it pushed it pushed Ukraine off the front page, at least for 24 hours, that a Florida judge voided the U.S. mask mandate for planes and other travel yesterday. A federal judge in Florida struck down a national mask mandate on planes and mass transit yesterday, and airlines and airports swiftly began repealing their requirements that passengers wear face coverings. I've been telling you for a while that uh, when they tell you on a flight that federal law requires that they are lying to you. Now, they they want to strongly encourage you to do it, and I'm not saying it wasn't a good idea. But when they say federal law, they were overstating it. And a federal judge in Florida actually said so yesterday. And just like that, airports and airlines, the airlines were, were lobbying for this. It was scheduled to end yesterday anyway, and then they extended it, said we're going to go beyond the 18th, and they said only for a couple of more weeks. Well, two weeks from now, they probably said, well, only for a couple of more weeks. Remember, 14 days to stop the spread. But now it's optional. And so the the risk then goes back to if you still think it's a good idea, do it. But you're not required to do it. And so the responsibility shifts back to the individual if you're immunocompromised, if you think we're not out of the woods on this yet, you do what you think is in your best interest, but no longer will the TSA and airline industry be saying, and like Nashville International Airport yesterday, they issued a pretty, pretty re- uh, release pretty early yesterday just saying as far as we haven't heard that it's going to be appealed, and even if it's appealed, they won't hold it in place while it's appealed. And so you'll just see it probably take 24 hours or so for 
the word to travel through. They left it up to the carriers. Now, you may fly some airline carrier that says, no, we're still doing this, and that'll be up to them. They set the rules. They set the rules for their airline. They they can do what they want. It's a privately held business, and they say you have to wear a mask on you know uh, on this air, then you have to do it. But they can no longer say that due to an order, just a right. federal law. Louisville's airport just came out and said the same thing, but they said make sure you check with your airline because some airlines might say, hey, mm-hmm. you guys still got to do it. And he said they they specifically just said in this release that I was reading international travel. Definitely still might require it. It could be. Yeah. And and I, there was a uh, – I've seen several videos pop up over the last 18 hours that were people who had their cell phones rolling mid-flight because there were planes all over the country yesterday when this news came out. And there were flight attendants that were – they were announcing over the – in the cabin, you know, over the loudspeaker, said a judge has ruled and masked no more. And, like, you saw everybody – it was like graduation. <laughs> they took them off and just threw them. There was another flight attendant, a guy who was singing as he was walking down the aisle carrying a garbage bag, letting people throw them in there. But if you are traveling soon – I wouldn't go unprepared. Just, you know, you, you don't know what, what space you're going to end up in or what rules you may encounter. They just can't use the blanket excuse anymore saying, hey, federal law, because uh, federal judge says no such thing as federal law for this. Speaking of COVID, we're kind of getting a once-a-week snapshot a little bit at how things are progressing because we probably shouldn't just completely ignore it. The... April 18th report was released yesterday, slightly higher than the previous week, 3,257 over the previous week, where back a week ago yesterday, there were 3,117 for the week. It was only, you know, what, three months ago, we were still having, we were having daily totals Mm -hmm. of that many, and now we're looking at weekly totals. Let's hope it stays that way. I hope so, too. There were nine counties that reported 30 or more. During the week, Jefferson, not surprised. Jefferson had 621. Fayette had 196. Kenton had 98. Franklin, 84. Campbell, Hardin, Davis, Boone, and Bullitt counties. Probably, what, the, how many was that, seven? Yeah, nine. Nine, So nine of, what, the 12 most populous counties in the state? Easily, yeah, Davis, Owensboro. I'm just a little surprised Warren County's not in there. Yeah, Warren County and Scott County are the two, and then maybe uh, Christian County are Mm -hmm. probably the three that would be in the top 12 that are not. Positivity rate as of yesterday for the week, 3.12. But two weeks ago was at 1.97. Last week was at 2.27. But hospitalizations continue to fall. So 176 as of yesterday. So, you know, it, it, it's it's con- going to continue to be part of our lives in the same way that flu or whooping cough or <laughs> pertussis. What? What whooping cough is also called pertussis, pertussis, pertussis. Yeah. So all those things, but it just got to be managed, and you got to, you know, be aware, pay attention, try to make the best decisions you can for yourself and your health. The Caneyville woman wanted on drug trafficking and other charges has surrendered. Grayson County Sheriff Norman Chaffin said 45-year-old Gene Whelan surrendered to deputies at the sheriff's office yesterday morning. Sheriff said the surrender was prearranged by he and Whelan. She was lodged at the Grayson County Detention Center. Uh, the thing that stood out to me on um, the Grayson County's most wanted, the Grayson County Sheriff's Office most wanted video, and then hearing a story about this is I don't know how many times that I've seen a local person charged with organized crime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's just I you know I think of organized crime. I'm thinking the Sopranos, and I think <laughs> so, and I don't know what Lee like. I it may be something relatively <laughs> simple that induces a charge of organized crime. I'm just saying you don't see it every day. Mm-hmm. So when you hear it, you go, ooh, organized crime. You know, like, <laughs> I don't know what all that could mean. But, some detail. Well, <laughs> right? I mean, we, we tell people being organized is good. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, an organizer. Get the sheriff on the line. <laughs> well, he may be. I see somebody's over there, so it could be. I'll ask him. I'll ask him later. The governor won a court order yesterday temporarily blocking a GOP-backed measure that would cut off his access to public funds to challenge laws he deems unconstitutional. This it, is just this is funny to me. It was uh, like one when of you the, read that again. the two laws <laughs> cut off his access to public funds to challenge the laws he deems unconstitutional. He's challenging yeah. the law that says he can't challenge, challenge laws. laws. Yeah. yeah, it's just funny. Yeah. yeah, it does seem like a like he's chasing his tail a little bit. Uh, it was one of the two laws temporarily blocked by Franklin Circuit Judge Thomas Wingate. 
The other would give a legislative committee decision-making authority over executive branch contracts. All right, so I, I'm not entirely... I'm not entirely against deciding that this law deciding who is the chief law enforcement officer in the state. I'm not – I can follow you down that path to say you can't really have two people. You can't have the governor and the attorney general. I think you can have either or because when those two people don't agree, someone someone needs to have a louder voice. And if it's the governor – okay, then maybe choosing a governor becomes more important. If it's the attorney general, then okay as well. But I just don't think practically it should be both. But I will tell you that the executive branch is the executive branch, and whatever contracts that they engage in should be up to the executive branch, and then let the executive branch be held accountable to their credit or their demise for the actions that they make. I just don't think we have three branches of government for a particular reason. And unfortunately, too often these days, the lines between them seem to either be being eroded or they seem to be being blurred. And I don't think that's the way that our Constitution was written or the way we should act. So I'm kind of I. We had an attorney general before named Andy Bashir who was challenging or defending state laws at you know, he thought he was in charge, but now that he's at the governor, he says, well, I should still be able to do that if I want to. I'm like, well, I, I, I just don't, I don't think I believe that. I think the buck ultimately stops on someone's desk in that regard. I also think sometimes we are foolish in thinking that the governor of a state is like the president of the country, but one fiftieth of the size because they're not drawn up exactly the same. And in fact, in Kentucky, it's only been in the last three decades that we changed it to where the governor and lieutenant governor of a state of our state were from the same party. Mm -hmm. It used to be where they were from different parties, and it was like an an additional check and balance. So we're also still trying to figure that out over the over the long game. But I maintain to he, he either should get the credit or the blame for the things the executive branch does. I don't think he needs oversight. Or she, whoever's the governor, needs oversight from the exec from the legislative branch. Just let them. You do you. Just let them figure it out on their own. <laughs> now there could be nuance or detail. Someone could make an argument and say, "Yeah, but." Well, you can yeah, but all day. I'm talking about from a philosophical, the way that it should be drawn up and the way that it should work, uh, frame of mind. Highway fatalities in Kentucky increased by 26 last year over 2020, according to new figures by the Kentucky Transportation Cabinet's Office of Highway Safety and Kentucky State Police. Data indicates there were 806 fatalities in 2021 compared to 780 in 2020, which is a 3.3% increase. Of the 806 highway deaths last year in Kentucky, 54% were not wearing a seatbelt, 15% involved alcohol. Think of that. More than half, more than one out of every two traffic deaths last year most likely would have been avoided if the seatbelt had been in use. That's the top of the list. 54% were not. 26%, 15% involved alcohol. 26% involved speeding or aggressive drivers. 15% involved driver distraction. I just, like, with that too, how does the little beeping not drive you crazy? That's the. I mean, listen. I'm aware it regardless, but that little beeping, I can't even drive. There's a workaround for that. Yeah, there probably is. There but is. It's just like. But I'm not going to tell it because I'm a seatbelt advocate. Yeah, no, but I've it's been known like, to wear my seatbelt on a gator or oh, any I, other type of. I, yeah, I, I'm. A, I'm going to call a safety cruiser. Sometimes if I drive to the mailbox, I'll, I'll have to put it on because <laughs> I don't want to listen to the beep 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 beep. <clears throat> Yesterday, I drove between the barn and the house. Uh, it's a very short distance and didn't put it on, and I felt completely unprotected. Like, I did, I was in a hurry, and I thought, oh, I didn't I didn't do that, which normally I would, even going to the mailbox, like you mm-hmm. said, Sam. It is palpable when it's not on. Yeah, it, it, for me, that's my I just, first. I know it. I mean, I, I don't even know that I always close the car door before I've reached for my seatbelt. And i got to watch out. I can't even, like, drive the store. You know that Clarkson police chief. 
Mm-hmm. He's out there looking. You might as well just walk. Uh-huh. Well He's just, out there looking. Might as well just go on foot. Uh, WKU had his their spring game for football over the weekend. They, uh, oh, it's actually there. It's yeah, coming up this, it's Saturday. this Saturday. They're practicing. It's their last week of practice, and then so they'll have their game on so Saturday. Perfect weather for that. Yeah, we'll look good. Uh, the, you know, the the toppers last year got off to a one and four start, and everybody thought, uh oh. Uh, but they finished nine and five last season. So once they got into conference, they did well. They had some of those paycheck games early on. Uh, the schedule looks pretty nice though for Western. So Hawaii. my sister, uh, my youngest sister, her significant other is involved with the UK football program, uh, with the WKU football program, and was talking with him on Sunday a little bit about the logistics of that Hawaii trip and getting equipment there and the travel and the entourage. Well, see, and, and it's interesting because they play Hawaii, they're allowed to have an extra game. Oh, okay. But yeah, that should that should. So they get 13 anyway, then a bowl game. If they qualify, they'll get 14. Potentially the Conference USA Championship, but, 15. But week two, so Labor Day, the WKU contingent will be in Hawaii mm-hmm. to play uh, at Hawaii. But, of course, they got the usual suspects, Troy, UTSA, MTSU, at UAB, etc. I think they go um, to Indiana. Yeah, Austin P at home to open the season, which is odd to have a conference opener. Uh, early. That's at, not Austin P. Isn't they're not. They're, oh, they're not now. That's right. At Hawaii, at Indiana, at UTSA, at Middle, uh, at MTSU, and then oh, at Auburn on November the nineteenth. Uh-huh. So uh, big, they're hoping because the week after that is the Iron game. Bowl. Oh, so hoping yeah. maybe Catch they can get in there. Uh-huh. That'd be all right. And then uh, Sam, do I even need to ask about the Reds? They're you know, still WKU, out west. we've got uh, oh, I see. Okay. August so 27th. Don't right even first ask game? about the Padres game last night. I got it. I, I hear what they, you're throwing They down. were winning Just for eight minutes. Moving right First along. time they'd won, they'd led first a game. First time they had led. In <laughs> a week. <laughs> eight minutes. Got to get to a, for a whole eight minutes. Got to get to a break. We'll be back with more here on In the Know. Today is Garlic Day. Saluting the, what some people call the stinking rose. Good though. Just good. It is good. Garlic bread. I can overdo it. You know, I, 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 I use a lot of it, but then I can cross over easily. I go, oh, that, was a, that was a bit too much. And then there's a difference. Once you get used to using garlic powder or garlic salt, and then you use real garlic, mm-hmm. you peel it and you crush it and you mm-hmm. use... I get it. Pulverize it. Get it in the jar. I do too. Makes it a lot well, easier. Yeah. The already mints. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. I like that in the jar, but then that's also a little harsh. Like, well, how much is too much and all that? But I like the I like Throw the crushing it, it with the knife, you know, and rolling uh-huh. it and busting the, uh-huh. the husk open on it and then peeling it and then got a couple little brown piece off. Yeah, it's it's good. it's also bicycle day today. Bicycle. Get to listen to Queen. Bicycle. I want to ride my bicycle. Why bother? You can just listen to me. Humorous day today. A day to find humor in any situation that happens to be thrown our way, and to remember to see the bright side and realize that most things are really not as important as they may at first seem. Okay. The new study out says that. Oh, I forgot to tell you all the story about the reader board sign. Remind me to cycle back to that later, Sam. Uh, Gen Z is social distancing from social media. Zoomers, you know, we had boomers, we had baby Mm -hmm. boomers, and now we have Zoomers, are known for being glued to their phones. But some 20-somethings, like Sam, are taking a stand against all consuming apps such as TikTok and Instagram, calling them toxic and obsessive. These young people say they're regaining control of their time by stepping away from the scroll. The anti-app wave seems to be catching on. New research reels reveals that Instagram is losing its grip on the next generation. According to a recent survey commissioned by an investment bank, Piper Sandler, only 22% of respondents between ages 7 and 22 named Meta's popular photo-sharing platform as their favorite app, down 31% in spring 2020. Oh, okay, so... But, Not me. I'm older than that. You, you are definitely older than that. My question I'm an would old be... Man. Well, by comparison to <laughs> 7 to 22-year-olds, yes, you are. I mean, to a 7-year-old, I'm ancient. 
A 20-year-old <laughs> Gabriella said, when you delete it, you realize that you don't need it. The economics uh, major dumped both Instagram and TikTok back in 2019. I would, I mean, I don't use Instagram, really. You don't. Um, you, I, and I don't use, I don't, I was on TikTok, I think, for like a couple of hours one day, and I realized if I stay on this, I'm going to waste a lot of time, and I just immediately deleted it. Yeah, that's where they get you. Uh-huh. They want you. Uh-huh. A- and here's the thing, though. Uh, I don't use either. If you, <laughs> It's very easy for a person to say, I don't use Instagram. Mm-hmm. because I find it to be toxic mm-hmm. and obsessive and I waste too much time. Really, what do you spend your time doing? TikTok. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so TikTok is Instagram on steroids. I like TikTok, but I don't sit and scroll. I'm likely, like, somebody will send me one mm-hmm. and I'll watch it, and then I fall down the rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. And I'll sit f- for, like, 15 see, minutes. That's why, for me, the best social media app is Twitter. And he he would agree with that, but for me it's, because it's I can, Facebook, I can pretty much I don't have you know I can see what I want to see, mm-hmm. and if I don't like you, I don't have to do anything about it. You mm-hmm. know, it's it's kind of like one of those things, and I, I it's why I like Twitter the most. But here's another thing that Twitter's been doing: there's been a bunch of people showing up in my feed that say based upon your likes or because uh-huh, I uh-huh. like someone else. This is that's become very deliberate or, in the last couple of weeks. And I see someone's tweet, and I go, I don't want to see their tweet uh-huh. i don't know them i don't care who they are i'm here because i want to follow mm-hmm. a specific set of accounts so i can get information and feel informed that's all i want and then i also don't like that twitter keeps telling you know we have our k105 radio twitter account it keeps telling us about recent tweets oh yeah and so every morning when when i wake up i wake up to six notifications about recent tweets and Nine times out of ten, half of them are from the K one hundred five sports account. It's like I don't need to see those. You, you made the tweet, so I hit. I hit. You know, see less often. See less often. No, well, they just decided. But don't do, do that because then it might be making it less often to other people. No, it's supposed to be less often to me. Okay. And I can well, say I hope, they drive I hope me crazy. I hope you're right. Uh-huh. All right. So now that we've solved the social media uh-huh. dilemma. Uh, a new study says blueberries may hold the key to treating hard to heal wounds. Okay. Researchers from the University of Maine say the superfood helps blood vessels grow and cells migrate, both processes which are key to healing wounds. The team treated wounds on a group of mice with a phenolic ac- extract from wild blueberries. Phenols are natural compounds in some foods that acts as antioxidants to prevent or reverse some forms of cell damage. Researchers say it could be particularly useful in helping to heal chronic wounds those include burns, diabetes-related sores, and pressure ulcers. Doctors often categorize these injuries as non-healing due to the reduced vascularization or development of nutrient-rich of nutrient-rich blood vessels. That may be one of my least favorite fruits. <clears throat> I, I mean, I'll eat them. I don't have anything against like blueberries. A parfait or a muffin, but I'll, I don't know the last time I had a blueberry, but. Can I say they make me feel a little awkward, and here's why. I can't get the portion right. They're too small to eat individually. Because they're smaller than grapes. And it feels wrong to eat a spoonful of them. Mm-hmm. But I'm with you, hon. If you put them in a parfait, mm-hmm. yeah, they become have... part of the parfait. Right. And you so can if you spoon. make them unhealthy. <laughs> well, well, I mean, you yogurt could be good. Greek I mean, yogurt, could, yeah, whatever. It could be all yeah, right. I mean, but, but, or if you put them in a muffin. Can like, I just, now, it, now that. <laughs> I mean, I, throw some sugar on them. And, it's like raisins. I, I don't eat raisin by the one. I got to have like a, you know, a small no, handful of raisins. Just go whatever well blueberries are the same Uh they're too small and too big all at the same time and the thing is if you try to throw that like put them like cut them in your hand to be able to throw you know several back you're they stain Mm -hmm. now what about raspberries i see that um, that's toward the bottom cranberries as well i love cranberries i like raspberries they're just a little furry like Uh the the fur of the raspberries (laughs) kind of get me a little bit Uh Like, eh, I don't know. Blackberries like, kind of the same way? Now, I do like, ras- like raspberries with blueberries uh-huh. and then some granola and then a parfait. And then that's delicious. I love blackberries. Especially dumplings. when it's a cobbler, right? Mm, no. <laughs> that's hot. Cobbler's hot. I don't like he hot. Won't, uh, no, he, I don't like hot. He doesn't like cobblers. Oh, right. I know. I'm, yeah. I'm a little, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do have a bit of a dilemma here. I don't know. Maybe dilemma is overstating it. Frosted grape pop tarts are backed by popular demand. If I were going to eat a Pop-Tart, 
I would probably consider eating a grape one because I love grape. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't want frosting on my pop tarts. I don't care what flavor. Now I don't want. It's not a pop tart. Or then. can you scrape them? No. Can you, can you it's not them? a pop tart. No. If without the frosting, I don't do s'more or chocolate pop tarts. But I, I do not do frosting on any pop tarts. Okay. I've, I've never eaten a pop tart. So no, I don't know the answer to this. At the store, hun, can you buy pop tarts without the frosting, or do the fr- does the frosting have to be removed? No, for you to the, eat they it? absolutely come unfrosted. Okay, and they have for years. Mm, okay, like so, it's not an, it's not an innovation. So no, I mean, I wouldn't take the time to scrape it off. Yeah, well, I, can you? I don't. I don't. I, I don't think you could. I don't think you could. I don't think you'd have anything left. Can you heat it up and then scrape it? Probably like, not, because it's still it like soft? even when you put it in the toaster, it's still. I mean, okay. yeah. crunchy is not the right word. But it it's would still take hard. the whole top bread uh-huh. pe- part off, and of then it. you would take there because right. there's not that much filling in it. So there's know. no recovering from no, the frosting. Just buy them unfrosted. Um, the Gardener magazine has a piece on something that I've never heard of before. There are more than 1,200 varieties of watermelon grown around the world. How many? 1,200, and none is more expensive or more sought after than the infamous Densuk Densuk black watermelon. It's grown grown only in Japan. It's one of the rarest watermelons in the world. Most expensive watermelon in history was auctioned off in 2019 for $6,000. I don't see you're saying that you can take early blueberries on um, watermelons. I really do not like cantaloupe, but watermelon uh-huh. is, is not my favorite either. Ooh, Cantaloupe is, is my least favorite by, by a long shot. We need to work on that cantaloupe that's in the fridge, by the way. Oh, yeah, we do. It's good. Yeah. I love cantaloupe. And the, so it's just funny about childhood memories. You know, you hear about watermelon picnics and that type of thing i shared Uh this story with my mom not too long ago i remember when i was uh real i mean what i perceived to be really young but we went to visit my um my great-grandparents so my mamma and papa duggins they lived in elizabethtown and we were in the backyard Mm -hmm. and so my mom and my grandmother and then we're visiting so her her parents and i remember my papa duggins bringing this big cantaloupe out and we were just at the table doing nothing and i was young enough it was my first he just sliced it open right there scooped it out and then sliced it and then handed everybody like cantaloupe and i thought well this is awesome mm-hmm. like it's just like impromptu picnic in the backyard mm-hmm. it was my so, telling you how young i was but i've always remembered that like mm-hmm. having cantaloupe in the backyard with papa duggan that's how we on my maternal side papa he would just go he would put me on on the picnic table mm-hmm. whether it was cantaloupe watermelon cut it off in slices and just hand it to you have you seen the pyramid shaped watermelons no i don't think so in other parts of the world like asia and japan and areas they have watermelons that are stacked and they grow them like pyramids and they just stack them up, and they make a pyramid of pyramid-shaped watermelons. It's like, we can get watermelons to grow that way? I mean, yeah, I, just I, mean thought, I just I thought it was a miracle when Baby carried them. <laughs> I, you, you can have mine. Okay. Oh, well, I'll take, your, I'll take your watermelon and your cantaloupe. And your honeydew. So just so you know, you can buy on um, Amazon 200 Dinsuke watermelon seeds for fourteen ninety nine. Uh, hello, bring them. I know, right? We'll grow one that'll sell for, if they'll sell for six thousand dollars each. In the front yard. I got so, a patch well, right up there. Now I'm really curious, right? <laughs> now is. I'm adding it to my well, to do uh, well, list you, over here. You do have a grow opera, you know, a a, 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 a ultra light deal mm-hmm. that um, to that get it you, really you, good and started. Found the other mm-hmm. day, you can get them going, get the vines going, and then this made me laugh. Digital reader boards, the digital reader boards and I have a long history on the show, especially the ones that monitor speed. (laughs) I love them and I love to tell stories about them. And they're being used. These digital portable digital reader signs are being, you know, used by highway departments um, all over the country now. I guess on Saturday they'll be stationed around the square showing a detour because Mm -hmm. the square is going to be closed in Litchfield on Saturday Mm -hmm. afternoon. So they roll them in, they put a message on them, and Mm -hmm. they alert you to what's going on. A reader board in Ontario, Canada, in the county of Wellington, their reader board, someone in the middle of the night, stole the wheels off of the reader board. (laughs) Somebody came along, popped the lug nuts loose, and just took off with the wheels. So what did the transportation cabinet do? 
they changed the message on the sign to say, have you seen my wheel? <laughs> that's really that's, funny. Now, is Chris Jesse the one that he, does he get to, <laughs> is he the one that gets to type that in? Can, can we start sending him ideas then? He, will, he won't tell me the truth if I ask him, but I've always wanted to ask him. Can uh-huh. those be set remotely by cell phone? Uh-huh. Get him on the line right he, now. He knows that I would figure out a way to get that information from uh-huh. him so I can change them all uh-huh. the time. But is there a better message than have you seen my wheels <laughs> if your wheels are stolen? Uh-huh. It seems obvious to me. we got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. makes different pouring sounds depending on its temperature. So water's hot, that makes it, it makes one just like sound a when you pour it. When it makes cold, it makes a different sound. But well, yeah, I guess that makes that makes very good uh, makes very good sense. So it'll be up to you, Sam, to diagnose and figure out what water makes what sounds. Well, the Luke. hot water's like a sizzle, you know, because mm-hmm. you're getting it in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I can see that. What I just come back to me and tell me what sound lukewarm water makes. That's the one I'm most interested in. Uh, last night. So if you've been following along with American Idol, and actually it's not last night, it's back two nights ago. It's from Sunday night. Idol was on for three hours. Ooh, that's a long episode. So it took me over two days to get through it because I'm like, ooh, this is a lot. But it was their first episode since being at Disney's resort in Hawaii. And you can tell a definite difference from Hawaii to when they hit the stage Sunday night. It's been weeks since that happened. And everybody who was in Hawaii, even if they weren't advancing, was in Hollywood because that's where they revealed who was in the top 20. And so everyone had to be prepared. So they, whether you were in or out, you had to prepare like you were in. And so she came in while I was watching uh, Allegra Miles. And I had already been super impressed. The level of artistry by some of these uh, Hunter Girl, she sang an original song. And uh, she's a country artist. She was a platinum ticket uh, recipient from the Nashville auditions. And even uh, I think she's phenomenal. She's, she's really good. Her artistry is good. She works a lot with veterans and performing music. And so I'm just really impressed by her. But then from Sunday night, Allegra, Allegra Miles is her name. She's a young lady. I think she's only like 17. But she showed this ability to take a classic tom petty song and make you forget that tom petty ever sang it um am i overstating it no i mean she was really good her her ability to deliver it in a way that it was effortless to me she just yeah yeah, i mean she made it i don't know i said she reminded me of a young cheryl crow you know, just because of her ability to her ranges that are there. Mm-hmm. So just I don't know how long I can how long we can play it, but it's so good. She's a good girl. Loves her mama, loves Jesus in America too. She's a good girl. Crazy about Elvis, loves horses and her boyfriend. Sam, are you impressed? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good. See, yeah, and, and to see her perform it, it, it again, effortless, and you can tell, I don't know, her, her demeanor when she, it, I don't know how to you know describe what, that. You know how I kind of, I was like you. I didn't know how. When she hits the downbeat, now I'm free, she holds her arms just out. Like, it's, and you, 
You know the sentiment that I get when she's singing it, and you can watch her body language and her mannerisms, and I'll play mm-hmm. it when we go to break. I've saved the best part for last, really. You know what it sounds like? Freedom. Yeah. She, she just sounds free. She's just so... She just, you know, when she says, I want to glide down over Mulholland, and she takes that... You know, how many times have you seen Tom Petty or Tom Cruise in Jerry Maguire, you know, sing it when he's in the car and he's just belting it out? It's an iconic song, and so to hear this young lady do a delivery of it, and you go, wow... Um, I'm going to tell you. I'll tell you a little story. I hate to admit, is, is admit our this. Kentucky and, yeah, guy still he, in it? Is he still in he it? He picked the wrong song last night. He did not. Or Sunday night. He he. The Harry Styles song was too much for him. Uh, great kid. Great story. Going to do well. I just think he made a poor song choice. Well, hopefully he makes it and it doesn't come back to. Yeah, yeah. and uh, um, I haven't seen last night, so I'm trying not. Uh, so I don't have any spoilers for you, but I will tell you that. Um, I haven't had I haven't had a chance to admit this in front of Miss Buckles over there. I was trying to find the right time to have this conversation. Hunter Girl, in her Hawaii audition for Showstoppers, I think Showstoppers, no, in her Hawaii audition, <clears throat> she sang a song that I'd never heard before, and it was by Rascal Flatts. And I heard her version of it before I ever heard Rascal Flatts sing it, and I thought. That's a awesome song. And her delivery of it was spot on. I thought, wow, great song. Never heard the song. So far as I was concerned, it was a Hunter Girl song. Mm-hmm. But it's Banjo by oh Rascal Flatts. Okay, so I was okay because I like God Bless the Broken Road or whatever that is by Rascal Flatts. So I, I was okay until the title of it is Banjo. Yes, but it's a little misleading. Okay. So so will you so. remind so – you can see why I, have, I was hesitant – like, this is not the type of thing that I just mic drop and then run and go, mm-hmm. oh, I hope she didn't hear me say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, I, I, but, but I also feel like I need to disclose it because, well, it's misleading. So just remain open-minded for a little okay. while longer. And then if you need to close the book on it and just say that I need to take a two-minute timeout, then fine. That, that, that'll, be, that'll be fine. Can we just listen to Life is a Highway by Rascal Flatts? That's a good song, uh, isn't it? It's from, it's from the best Pixar movie, too. Well, Ooh, I mean, Tom I don't, I don't know so... if it's the best. I don't know if it's the best Pixar movie. It's oh, it's a, top three. It's a good Pixar movie. It's really good. Really good. All right, so I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a mean stare during the break about banjo. Really, banjo. So, but here's a Allegra Miles. Yeah, Allegra Miles. She just so good. Gotta get to a break. Be back with more here on In the Know. most annoying no, song. No. I mean, um, not yet, but Okay, so I'm going to let you I'll after the show, I'll let you hear Hunter Girl's performance of it and then you is, see. Is that, is that her name? That's her name. Oh. Hunter Girl. That's her stage name. I uh-huh. guess they just let okay. her like that other girl from Tuskegee, they just call her Lady K. So, like that's probably not her given name, but so anyway, I I thought it was one of those unique finds. I thought, how have I never mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know you know everything about country music, but most songs that have been really successful, I will at least have 
passively heard them, I go, oh yeah, that was a hit or whatever. That's that's, so that's just, not my boy. That's I just what I'll didn't say. didn't know that how how I had never found that. Go till you go till you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think you were missing much. That's just me though. Sam, that's you're rude. You're being rude to country music people. No, I no, listen. I I won't hide from that at all. <laughs> Anybody that knows me. <laughs> Like, I, I mean, yes, even though, is Alabama country? Alabama is most yeah. certainly. Yeah, I was yeah. Say. It's, it's a state, but it's country, uh-huh. yes. Uh-huh. Uh, Blackish, the series finale on ABC tonight, then followed by an exclusive look at the final table read on Blackish, a celebration on ABC following the series finale. Mayans MC, the season four premiere on FX, and then. Uh, Finding Your Roots with Henry Louis Gates Jr., the season eight finale on PBS tonight. I did find something that uh, the Ohio State marching band at the spring game over the weekend, they did a tribute to Van Halen. So it was oh, kind of okay. funny to hear it's funny to hear marching band doing Van Halen tunes. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you can find it online. Yeah, they did Dreams and Running with the Devil. And Remember when of, I did PA in high school? That would always have to be my song in between lineups and tip-off. <laughs> Jump. Uh-huh. Clever. Yeah, right. Today's highlight in That's history. That's how it was. This date in 1775, the American Revolutionary War began with the battles of Lexington and Concord. A funeral was held for President Lincoln this date in 1865. The first Boston Marathon was held this date in 1897. Did some, Sam, did someone other than a Kenyan win the no, Boston Marathon no. yesterday? But I did read that the Kenyan that won it, my his 22nd mile, he ran in like four minutes and one second. Ooh, wow. And then it's 22nd mile. Yeah, wow. yeah, which is... Ooh, that's hard, yeah. I can barely drive a mile in four minutes. Uh, not me. I, I do it. I can drive a mile in way less than four <laughs> minutes. Um, <laughs> matter of fact, I can do five miles in four minutes. Um, <laughs> Probably you can do many more than that, too. Uh, <laughs> right, sir. Uh, 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 okay, so new rule about the Boston Marathon. One, Boston stinks. So, But two, new rule. Don't say anything. No one say anything to me about the Boston Marathon until someone other than a Kenyan wins it. Well, did you see the the photography of the man who ran the marathon powering through? He the had lost not his turn. Go he had ahead. lost his little brother in the bombing, and he no, came I back and he it. ran the marathon right. and then completed right. it. And well, it was really cool. emotional picture. It was right. it was a powerful picture. I shouldn't be so hasty then. Mm-hmm. But but can we? I mean, agree listen, Boston, Boston can, is a much better city than the city of Pittsburgh. I just ordered those seeds, by the way. Good, yeah. good, good. Did you get two packs or just one? I mean, I'm doing the multiples. I think it's 6, a pack 6, of 6,000, 6,000, 6,000. We shall see. Mm-hmm. Ours will end up being miniature. There's a good <laughs> we'll chance. auction them off for $6. A lot of size, right? Tim mm-hmm. Curry, absolutely. Tim Curry is 76 today. Al Unser Jr. is 60 today. Ashley Judd is 54. Jennifer Esposito is 50. James Franco is 44. Kate Hudson is 43. Couple of real bow wows today celebrating birthdays. Ashley Judd, Kate Hudson, poor things. Ashley Judd, I she hadn't been at many UK games recently. Well, I wonder if she's still recovering from her leg or whatever. Maybe Hayden Christensen, Anakin Skywalker is forty one today, and Maria Sharapova is thirty five today. I thought she was older. Elliot Ness, born in nineteen o three. Jane Mansfield in nineteen thirty three. Dudley Moore in nineteen thirty five. If you get stuck between the new, the moon and New York City. All right, let's go chart toppers to 1958. Laurie London. He's got the whole world in his hand. He's got you and me, brother. He's got the little bitty babies. By the way, I was surprised to learn, you know, during you heard the Kentucky Headhunter song earlier today, and I didn't know for a long time when this was a big hit that it was a remake, that Don Gibson did this song first, and it was number one this date in 58. Everybody's going out and having Remember the Headhunters, All Lonesome Me? It was their, it was their next number one after Walk Softly, but I didn't realize it was a remake. I was too young to know, because believe it or not, I was not alive in 58. No, really? <laughs> Just missed it. Neither was I. All right, 1967, The Monkees. A little bit me, a little bit you. Not the most well-known monkey song. 
No. <laughs> I like the. I mean, it's, the monkeys are fine. It's no huh? last train to Clarksville. Oh, mm-hmm. I mean, Don't, well uh, enough. I'm a believer. 1976. The Brothers Bellamy. And let your love I always like the Bellamy Brothers. I don't know why. I like this song. Just let your love flow. Let's go to 1985. Sam listed it yesterday, or uh, Sam found a list. Sam yeah, no. reported it from the list of what Rolling Stone said were the most annoying songs, and this was what top ten. I think it was like fourth, number four. That would make it top ten, would it mm-hmm. not? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I'm meaning like it wasn't like he it was ten. To clarify. <laughs> it uh-huh. was even top five. Uh-huh. Even. I mean, it is not the most annoying song in the world. Oh, Justin Timberlake, number one. Rock your body. Kelly Clarkson was number one with Stronger 10 years ago today. And a year ago today, one of my very favorite Chris Stapleton songs, Starting Over, was number one one year ago today. Stephen Miller sang when he was here, I yes, think. Yes, it did. And I was so... I just, he, I, and he killed it. He did kill it. And I wish he would come back and do it again whenever... Well, I think he's coming back this summer. Oh, yeah, he is. And it's going to be my request, Starting Over. Uh-huh. I just love that song. Maybe he can sing more than one. Well, and Stapleton's if, coming Saturday, right? Will, Chris Stapleton is coming to a concert for Kentucky. It's Not here, happened. but... <laughs> Sam, you don't hey. know he won't be uh-huh. here. You can't. Maybe you can't say for certain because everything. you're not the well, boss like, of him. Like Stefan said, I mean, he he brought his band for uh, his mom's. What was it? Famous brisket, right? Uh, maybe brisket. maybe Chris Stapleton picked up on the on the word. I word travels fast uh-huh. in musician circles uh-huh. where the best brisket is. Uh-huh. So there's nothing. I'm just saying. I haven't had I, it, I so I don't know. I can't say with total certainty that Chris Stapleton won't be in mm-hmm. Litchfield on Saturday. Uh huh. I can't say that. Uh-huh. There's not. I can't say with certainty. So, you never know. MB's proloism for today: a team is not a group of people who work together. A team is a group of people who trust each other. A team is not a group of people who work together. A team is a group of people who trust each other. MB's proloism for today: remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for B, Jimmy MB, and now you're in the know.